So that is the big secret that is held from society, that we don't need government. The government is always illegitimate. It can never be legitimate. All you've got to do is just pretend that there's 10 people in uh, on an island and try and figure out how one or two or five or six legitimately gets the ability to rule and use violence on everybody else. And I promise you that you're not going to be able to do it. Everybody should have the ability to opt out, especially when the government is now openly, openly criminal. This is what explains why the Pentagon is missing trillions of dollars, why the military is missing $6 billion of physical cash from Iraq. This is a key that opens all the locks. And they've been getting away with it because they've been using monopolization of the media and algorithmic censorship on the DARPA internet uh, to control perception and to smokescreen what's really going on in Washington, D.C. You're listening to Seeking and Speaking Your Inner Truth podcast. I'm Diane Kayser, a functional medicine practitioner, holistic health coach, breast implant illness recovery expert, author of Killer Breasts, non-toxic beauty queen, and founder of the Chi Holistic Health Institute. I'm joined by my co-host, Carmen Hunter, certified health coach, trusted health coach mentor, wellness practitioner, educator, and founder of the Institute for Functional Health Coaching. If you're a warrior or leader on a mission to transcend trauma and toxins and transform it into your greatest superpower, you are in the right place. This podcast will help you get right to the source of your symptoms today to get right to work on how do I listen to what my mind, body, and heart are trying to say and what action should I take now? Because when you do, you heal yourself, you heal others around you, and you heal the whole world. This is the most sacred work you will ever do, facing shadows, smashing fears, walking the messy and magical path back to you and the mission you came here to serve. And we are honored to be your guide. You ready? Let's go. All right. Welcome back, truth seekers and speakers and action takers. Today we are speaking to Etienne, and I'm going to let him introduce himself because his name will sound like I'm speaking a different language. Uh, but we are going to talk today about how we got where we're at today. Uh, it's not going to be just a history lesson. It's going to be a bit of a mind expansion as to what's happening when you send your kids to school. What's happening? Uh, what, what are they learning? Um, what's happening with inflation? What's happening with the supply and demand chains? We're going to get into cryptocurrency. We're going to talk about how you can take your freedom back by understanding where we lost them. So Etienne, thank you so much for being here today with us to talk about reclaiming our freedoms. Well, thank you. It's good to be with you. Uh, my my full name is Etienne de la Boetti Squared, and I'm the author of this book, uh, Government, the Biggest Scam in History Exposed. And in the I'm book- I'm waiting for mine. Waiting for mine. <laughs> <laughs> Placeholder. And in the book, I expose that government was never intended to protect life, liberty, and property as we're taught in the mandatory government school, but it is a technique used to rob and control populations, and that government can never, ever be legitimate because, number one, you can't delegate a right that you do not possess yourself to a representative or to a government. And so if I don't have myself the ability to make up rules for Carmen and Diane or steal your wealth, then I cannot delegate that, that right that I don't have to a representative or to a government to represent me doing something I don't have the ability to do myself. No one can be bound by a social contract that they didn't sign. And if Diane and Howard can't, because we outnumber Carmen, 
vote to have Carmen give us her money or to make up rules for Carmen, then it doesn't matter if there's three of us or 10 of us or 250 million. There is, you know, no magical extra person that takes something that is inherently immoral and then makes it moral just because the mob wants to lynch black folks or rob Peter to pay Paul. And so government has always been illegitimate, but they get away with it. Uh, the, you know, as the, the, uh, the subtitle of my book says. How intergenerational organized crime runs the government and the media. And so the in media. other words, there's someone above the government media that's puppet stringing the government and the media. And so, the media. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Who is it? Uh, so, I mean, there it's an intergenerational organized crime system, mostly centered around banking and central banking. And so the so the way that they got themselves into power is, that, you know, in, in 1913, they lobbied and bribed Congress and gave them to and got them to pass the Federal Reserve Act, which allows the banks to do something that would be impossible if it wasn't for. Uh, the the creation of the Federal Reserve, which is engaged in something called fractional reserve banking. And the basics of the scam is when you go to a bank to get a mortgage or to get a car loan or or to you know get any kind of loan, that's not depositor money that they're loaning you. They just tickle the ivories, bing, and credit your account. And then you're forced to spend the rest of your life paying off a loan that somebody created out of thin air. Now, in, in addition to the fact that it's inherently uh, uh, unfair for certain businesses to get to create money, I mean, I, I have a business, but my business, I don't get the ability to create money. And I know that you guys have a business, and I don't think you guys get the ability to create money. So in, in addition to the unha- inherent unfairness of allowing certain participants in the economy to create money at the expense of everybody else... Um, the process, the banking system today is inherently inflational. And so the more and more of these, you know, uh, electronic uh, digits or fiat paper tickets that the banks are allowed to create out of thin air, that is inflationary. And that uh, reduces the purchasing power of the existing dollars in circulation. And so the more and more banks create this checkbook money and this, these, these digital dollars, uh, the less that the dollar buys. And so absent this crooked monetary system, everybody's money should be buying more and more each year as innovations and productivity improvements reduce the costs of producing and distributing the luxuries and necessities of life. So your dollar should be buying more and more, but it's buying less and less as the, as the, uh, the, as the, um, organized crime, banking, and government system give themselves trillions of dollars in bailouts and stimulus as they allow these banks to create, you know, trillions of dollars, even though it's inflationary. And so those obscene, crazy profits, which is why the bank is always the biggest building in every single town and city almost in the world, those crazy profits would have allowed them to monopolize the media into a handful of companies to control perception on a very wide uh, scale and really buy up the petition, buy up the politicians, control the elections. Uh, they're cheating with respect to the elections. So um, it is an organized crime system, but it starts with 
controlling the information that you receive, whether that's in the mandatory government school to make you think that it's legitimate that we have a government. Now, um, before we get into the conversation, there's one more important thing I need to tell your audience, and that is I'm something called a voluntarist. And a voluntarist is someone that does not believe in the legitimacy, the desirability, or the necessity of having a government. And that's one of the things that the book also uh, you know, breaks down and explains is that we don't need government. Everything the government does that's non-redistributive, so you can't rob Peter to pay Paul, but whether it's roads or schools or uh, air traffic control or court systems or the police or whatever it is, everybody would be much, much better off if the free market, mutual aid societies, real charities uh, did about everything the government did. There would still be police. But it wouldn't be the monopoly police, and they would not have rights that you yourself do not have. So, uh, you know, policing would be provided by ADT and West Tech and Brinks that today provide armed protective services for their clients. Uh, and you would you would have your choice, and you would you would you know maybe Brinks does better in your neighborhood or in your town than ADT, and if they didn't, then maybe you could switch, and it would probably cost you fifty bucks a month, and it would come with an alarm system and monitoring. And but when the police officer arrives, he only has rights that you do because you have the right to protect your life, your liberty, and property. You can delegate that right to a armed you know to a security company to you know, protect you uh, or protect your home or your business when you're not there, but because you don't have the ability to decide what, uh, you know, you know, whether your neighbor can smoke a plant or whether or not, you know, he can gamble when the, when your security guard arrives, you know, he can't notice that your neighbor has got a poker game going on and kick in the door and steal all of the money under asset forfeiture like they frequently do today. Um, he would only have the exact same rights that you do, which is why voluntarism is the only ism that is fair for everybody. Nobody gets the ring of power. Nobody gets to use violence and extortion on anybody else. The government doesn't get a pass for morality. Um, these are concepts that they've been forcing the population to learn in their mandatory government schools that somehow they have an exemption from morality and they can do whatever the heck they want. Um, and all because, you know, hundreds and hundreds of years ago, several dozen slave owners on a continent of 3 million people got together in a room and wrote down on a fancy piece of paper that they alone get to make up rules for everybody and steal the wealth of others. And so, uh, so that is the big secret that is held, that is, that is held from society that we don't need government. The government is always illegitimate. It can never be legitimate. You can never have a legitimate government. All you've got to do is just pretend that that there's 10 people in uh, on an island and try and figure out how one or two or five or six legitimately gets the ability to rule and use violence on everybody else. And I promise you that you're not going to be able to do it. Everybody has the the, should have the ability to opt out, especially when the government is now openly, openly criminal. And that's what's going on on Washington, D.C. is open criminality. We're being robbed. Uh, organized, we call it organized crime theory. We're not conspiracy theorists. We're organized crime researchers. And this organized crime theory, this is what explains why 
Pentagon is missing trillions of dollars, why they're paying $14,000 for toilet seats and $400,000 for F-35 helmets and why Amtrak says they lost a billion dollars on food and beverage alone in less than a decade, uh, you know, go down the list, why the military is missing $6 billion of physical cash from Iraq. Um, this is, you know, this is the, the key that un- opens un- all the locks and explains uh, it's not a deep state. It's organized crime. It's intergenerational organized crime. And they've been getting away with it because they've been using monopolization of the media and algorithmic censorship on the DARPA Internet uh, to control perception and to smokescreen what's really going on in Washington, D.C. Wow. OK, so. This whole slave owner concept, I mean, that's going to blow away a lot of people, just what you said, yeah. if, they're, if they're receiving this. It, 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 this is groundbreaking stuff. So from my understanding, when somebody is born, at yeah. least in America, the birth certificate is what then, the way that it's stamped, the way that our last mm-hmm. name or first name is capital in capital letters, that allows these slave owners to capitalize us as slaves into their sinister system. Is that how they are legitimizing that they own us? Is that like their official paper, like the, the tags as if we were cattle? And then this vaccine is the tag, is the tracking system? Uh, in, 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 in a little, uh, uh, kind of, it is. So, so when, I, when I was talking about the slave owners, I was just talking about the ridiculousness of the idea that the reason that you owe the government half your money and you've got to do everything that, that the government says is because hundreds of years ago, you know, three dozen plus, you know, mostly slave owners, people that don't care about humanity to the point of keeping another man as their property, went into a room and wrote down on a fancy piece of paper that they alone get to make up rules for everybody and steal the wealth of others. And then they had an election where less than 1% of the population, they were able to trick some percentage of the population into going into their election. And by the fact that, you know, some tiny percentage of people got to vote, then, oh, well, now we get to control, now we get to steal the wealth of others and make up rules for everybody. And what they did is they immediately, and I tell the story in the book, they immediately began, it was a kind of a Wall Street of the time scam where as soon as they, as the new government came online, they began taxing everybody to pay off um, war bonds, revolutionary war bonds that were issued during the Revolutionary War that they were able to buy up for pennies on the dollar. And Alexander Hamilton, as the first Secretary of the Treasury, paid 100% speculators that understood what was going on and had gone and sent riders uh, and sent scooters up and down the coast to buy up as many of these war bonds as possible. Um, they then, after they had paid off uh, the you know Wall Street of the time speculators on the war bonds, then Alexander Hamilton began paying off the debts of the states that had never paid them. And Thomas Jefferson very famously uh, questioned the validity and the amounts of the debts that you know Hamilton was paying. And so uh, the, uh, and another thing most people don't realize is the quote unquote Bill of Rights went out the door five minutes after the new government was formed, where Washington and Hamilton led an army of 13,000 into Pennsylvania to put down whiskey rebellion. 
where they searched homes without warrants, where they rustled people out of the, you know, out of their homes into the snow, where they made people, they, they made people sign loyalty, you know, uh, oaths to the new government. And so, you know, this was something that benefited big distillers like George Washington at the expense of little distillers. And so once they, you know, had kind of tricked the, in the country and, and, and by the way, I break down in the book how it was the government and the media working together back then. So they're controlling perception by, uh, you know, I, you know, I, I quote some of the anti-federalists uh, and, you know, most people learn the Federalist Papers in the mandatory government school. They don't learn the anti-federalist papers. But if you read the anti-federalists, their contemporaries at the time are calling this a scam. They're calling these people conspirators. They're saying that this is that this isn't you know the best you know government that's ever existed on the earth. They're saying that even a monarchy would be better than the tyranny of the system as it has been as it was designed by the people that tricked the nation into going along with it using control of the media back then. So what we're going to do is we're going to go into a room. We're going to write down on a piece of paper that we can control everything. And then we're going to have the newspapers of the time proclaim it valid. And then a lot of people weren't going along with it. But over time, as they entrenched their control and as they took control of the schools and they began raising everyone up in the mythology of the founding fathers and George Washington chopping down the fairy tree and it cannot tell a lie and all of these, these, you know, these myths that they tell us that justify the system that we're trapped in today that is the reason why they say they get to you know you know steal the wealth of others and make up rules for everyone and it just really if you just think about it just objectively good does that make any sense could 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 all of us could you know could we get two dozen three dozen people in a room and we write down that we can you know that we're in charge on a fancy piece of paper you know and then everybody in the country is going is supposed to go along with it because we're able to trick some small percentage of people into voting for it it just doesn't it just doesn't make any sense it just yeah. it's, it's not it's not logical it's not moral and it doesn't work and so you know whatever you think if you if you think it's valid or it didn't valid the constitution never protected anybody's rights you know if you think you have a fourth amendment just go into the airport if you think you have the you know uh you know uh the the government frequently violates its own bill of rights constantly um, that it was supposed to, the constitution was supposed to limit government. We've got the biggest government the planet has ever, ever seen. So it just doesn't work. You know, it doesn't, doesn't make sense. Isn't moral. It isn't logical. And it didn't work. It didn't, it didn't limit government. It didn't protect rights. History repeats itself. First thing coming up in my mind, history repeats itself. How in the world do so many people not have critical thinking skills from, I mean, when you were talking just now, I literally was seeing today's people, the lemurs going yes. off, off the cliff. It, it, same thing. How, yeah. in, how in the world did so many people give up their ability to, to speak freely, to ask for what they want, to say, no, this isn't working for us. I mean, it blows my mind. I mean, I thought today was hard to to to, um, to absorb, but thinking about what you're talking about right now, this is how long ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what, 300 years? And, I mean, we're looking at other countries. We'll be interviewing my friend next week on what's happening in Ibiza 
Um, you may have met her, uh, Etienne, her name is Lena. And these are things that are happening in other countries are happening in Canada. They're happening in Spain. It's happening in the UK. They're dragging people out of their homes when they're having gatherings or they haven't been vaccinated. This is not just hundreds of years ago. This is now. And yep. this is our future. If we continue just to obey and to pay, I mean, this, this is a valid question. And one that I didn't even ask in my twenties as a financial planner is, you know, and I'm helping people manage their wealth and build their wealth and protect their wealth. And it's like, well, can we just stop for a moment and ask the question, if I'm going to give the government 30 to 50% of my income, what are you going to do with it? Like we all just blindly give and tithe or whatever. It's this is like a, a torture tithe. And it's like, here, we're going to give this to you. And it goes to terrorism. It goes to torture us. It goes to continue to enslave us. We are literally funding ourselves to enslave and imprison ourselves to the very jail cell that we began our lives in. And I think that's part of the issue, Carmen, is that we don't, we don't realize that there's another way because we don't know the way out and we have never seen freedom. So till now, till now, like I didn't know any of this, like people are paying to kill themselves. They are funding a a vaccine to kill their pain to kill themselves and their kids. Yep. Because that's today. What is now, I don't know if you guys saw this, but they're, they're, they're live streaming. Um, the, the CDC and the FDA, they're, they're streaming that they want to opt for children over the age of 11 to be able to be vaccinated without the consent of the parents and without the parents knowledge that they have even been vaccinated. And this has been, California has been showing this for a long time that, that they don't want. Yeah. Yeah, In Canada. Yeah. They're, they're in line. They're doing their own thing. The kids don't have to ask their parents for anything. They want to own your children. If they own their, so, so this is a segue, if we could, uh, it's in Nazi Germany. And I'm looking at this, this page of, if anybody gets this book, and I highly recommend you get this book. Highly. I cannot wait for mine to come. So this is page 12. And um, page 12 says, the whole function of education is to create Nazis. We're not allowed to say these words, by the way, on social media. We get completely, we'll get shut down if we say anything because it's considered anti-Semitist. So this quote is by Bernhard Rust, Minister of Education, Education in Nazi Germany. And this is a quote by Adolf Hitler. He alone who, who owns the youth gains the future. What the hell is happening in our school system, Etienne? If I send my kid to a public school. So, okay, let's, let's talk about this. So how were they able to do it? And one of, so the first part of the book, breaks down 20 plus techniques used by the United States, Nazi Germany, the Soviet Union, and East Germany to create the culture of tax slavery, where I explain each of the techniques and then I show how the technique manifested in the United States, Nazi Germany, the Soviet Union, and East Germany. And I do this for a couple of reasons. Number one, because most people are visual learners and when you see it with your own eyes, you come to a deeper and uh, understanding faster than you would if I just kind of explain it to you. And so the book is really designed to help um, visual learners get to go from zero to 60 in the shortest amount of time possible. And so even if you understand these concepts yourself, uh, you know, 
if you've ever tried to explain it to a friend or a relative and you've had trouble explaining like what's going on and how crooked the system is, this book is really designed to help wake up your friends and your relatives. Or if this is your first time encountering these ideas, then this book will help you understand what's going on as fast as humanly possible and will bring you to a deeper understanding because you're able to see it with your own eyes. It's and so then finally, funny. human beings are really, really good pattern recognition machines. And once you see that the, you know, the United States is using the exact same playbook as the Nazis, the Soviets, uh, and the East Germans, then all of a sudden you're like, hey, wait a minute. I thought we were different. I thought we were about freedom. I thought we were about you know, everything they tell you in the mandatory government school. But the uh, one of the you know one of the concepts that that uh, that we explain in the book is that the government has been sliding the population uh, uh, a pseudo religion without calling it a religion. The religion is called statism, and it is the belief in the necessity, the desirability, and the. Uh, um, the necessity and the desirability and the legitimacy of having a government in the first place, even though there's no ironclad law of the universe that says you have to have a government. But what the government does is, is they, you know, using this control of perception program, it starts with the government school system and then is reinforced by this monopoly media system. Um, they, slide the population this religion. And so the flag is the artificially indoctrinated holy symbol. It is the same as the cross or the star of David to other religions. And we're going to put you in the church school where the priest is going to teach you about the holy documents of the set of the Bible. We've got the constitution and the bill of rights, and they're going to uh, have you put your hand over your heart and do the common prayer of Pledge of Allegiance, and they're going to have you sing the hymns of the Star Spangled Banner and the National Anthem, and then they're going to take you to Washington, D.C., Mecca, uh, in about eighth grade, where they're going to take you into the cathedral of the Capitol that looks like the Vatican for a reason, and it's a, and everything is oversized, so you feel small and insignificant, and then they're going to take you into the temples along the Potomac, and they're going to show you the deities and it's going to be very, very, you know, hushed and reverent. And then that produces a taxpayer who is willing to tithe to, you know, to give part of his income to, you know, somewhat willingly to the government. I'm sure everybody knows a proud, you know, I'm a proud taxpayer. Um, and so that is what they did. They slid it to you as a religion. Now, like I said, it's the government and the media working together. So the media. Uh, is going to reinforce the religion by product placing the flag into movies. And we, we've got, you know, we've got, we back everything up uh, on the book with a uh, eight or 16 gigabit credit card size flash drive that we call the Liberator. And we've got a little short video on there called, uh, you know, uh, that shows hundreds and hundreds of product placements of the flag in just 12 Michael Bay movies. And they're using a technique called anchoring where the propagandists in Hollywood will bring an audience to a moment of high positive emotion. And the example that we have uh, on the flash drive uh, audience. Is, audience. Yeah, 
audio, the anchor is the audio and how they do it and the inflection of the speaker and they hypnotize you. They, well, part, part of that is it, part of it is the television is a mind control device designed yeah. to capture your attention long enough to show you capture. A uh, uh, and we, you know, but, but, uh, we break down how anchoring works and we've got a clip from the movie, the Martian with Matt Damon, where the entire movie builds up to this moment of high positive emotion. And the, you know, is he going to be able to make it off of Mars? No, something went wrong. He's not going to make it. No, he is going to make it. He's going to make it. Then boom, we're going to cut to earth and everybody's waving American flag. Then we're going to cut to mission control and every there's giant American flags on the backdrop. And so what they're doing is they're using these sneaky little unethically manipulative techniques to get everybody to feel warm and fuzzy about being an American um, without them realizing that the government and the media are running game on them. And this is the reason why the, why the NBA puts the flag on the backboard so that you subconsciously associate the exhilaration of the goal to the flag. This is why the NFL has the flag on the players' helmets where the players are forbidden to take flag off of their helmets or their uniforms. This is why the military weaves the flag into burial ceremonies so that you associate the flag with the, the love you know, you know, with the with the love that you have for your dece deceased friend or relative. And so these are these are these are this is a way of chumping the public, scamming the public. And then once you realize it, though, once you get it, and that's what, what the book does is, you know, breaks down all of these techniques. Once you realize how the magician does the trick, it's a lot harder to be fooled by the magician's trick. Oh, my gosh. OK, so I, I literally want to take my kid out of school now. Right. Yeah. Now. So, yeah, yeah. So, so let's talk about the school. So you, you nailed it. So there's three different components that are going on in the schools. One of them is. The, the indoctrinated pseudo-religion of statism. So the, the priest, the teacher is going to be teaching your kid that it's legitimate that the government gets to rule you. And they're going to teach them these, these myths that don't make any sense that, you know, because, you know, three dozen slave owners signed, uh, you know, a piece of paper three decades ago that they get to rule. You know, that's the reason why you have to give half your income in overt taxes, covert taxes, and the theft of inflation to this organized crime system. But there's also an obedience component as well. And this is why you've got to raise your hand to get out, to get out of your go to the bathroom. This is why they make you walk in single file lines. This is why they make you, you know, respond to the drill bells. They're not going to teach you, uh, they're not going to teach you um, ethics. They're not going to teach you morality. They're not going to teach you logic so that you can understand and your, your, your children can evaluate the truth of what the government is saying. And they're going to slip these concepts to your kids before they're old enough to really evaluate the logic and the morality of what they're being told. And they're going to use these unethically manipulative techniques of a, of a religion or a cult to slide the pseudo religion to your kids uh, to, and then that's the that's that's the third component that is there's a debilitation component. So it's the mandatory mercury and aluminum laced vaccines. It's the fluoridated water and the water fountain. It is the glyphosated wheat and the GMO garbage food in the cafeteria. Um, 
we're going to we're we're running game on the population and we're going to force the kids into our school where we're going to dumb them down where we're not going to teach them logic where we're going to run unethically manipulative techniques like slipping them a pseudo religion um, and the teachers don't know about it they're just this is the way we've always done it this is the way we do it this is the way we've always done it so they go along with ineffective teaching methods like whole language or common core they go along you know with this you know with the system because they get paid to okay stay there for just a second because you know as a mom of a 16 year old um you know i mean i taught the kid how to read labels when he was six he knew it like gmos gluten-free we don't eat this we don't do that i mean this is the kid that told his first grade teacher that she was fat because she ate um toxic food like gluten okay so mm -hmm. i've raised my kid to understand a lot of the things that are going on in the world but i feel completely i feel sideswiped right now i gotta be mm -hmm. honest with you as a parent and a single mom now because i've got you know i'm, I'm in a divorce situation so i've got a person over here that if he even thought or I would think about pulling my kid out of school, I'd be in court as fast as I could blink my eyes. Okay. Um, yep. Where I would be like this, you're never going back to school again. If I have anything to do with it on my own. Right? I, mm -hmm. I, I mean, but, but I also have a 16 year old right now, very smart kid. Wouldn't, wouldn't take a vaccine if you gave him money for it. Okay. He's a smart kid. But, but when I talk about this kind of stuff that you're sharing right now, and I, and if, when you listen to this replay, Brayden, hear me on this. Okay. I'm sharing this with you because mm -hmm. you need to hear it. Um, he, he, he thinks I'm, I'm crazy because mm -hmm. I'm, I'm saying this is what the government is doing. And he's like, Oh, you don't believe that too. Do you? He is a, he's an example, a prime example of a kid who was raised properly, right. Uh, to mm -hmm. learn all this stuff, but now is so indoctrinated to believing that NASA is real and they have our best interests and that the government has our best interests and that all of these things you're talking about, or is it, it's not, you know, it's not true. Like if I bring this to him, he's going to think I'm nuts. So, so like first of all, you can't, yeah, you can't compete with 40 hours a week of, of indoctrination and programming. It's programming over parenting. It's like, it's overriding yeah. like, like the system. It's like, it's like a kid is a computer and they're absorbing things and they're installing software over the hardware that you've created in them. And it's like, how do we get it? Yes. What do we do? No, no, no. You yeah. nailed it. You nailed it. No, they are pro, they are controlling the information that people receive to program the human mind like a computer because it is a computer and garbage in garbage out and so on the you know we talked about controlling the information through the mandatory government school but now let's talk about the media system which you're also competing with simultaneously and so in the book we break down and and so that was the you know we talked about the first part of the book the second part of the book I've got a number of different visualizations this one is a media ownership chart and is an example. And if you tell your friends and your family or you tell your son that there's six companies running hundreds and hundreds of subsidiaries to give everybody the illusion that there's all these different information sources in society, um, they may or may not believe you. But if you show I've them tried media, that. <laughs> but if you show them a media ownership chart, all of a sudden they can see it with their own eyes and they come to a deeper understanding. Uh, oh, that's how they're doing it. I've also got, you know, I've got media organizational charts showing how the leading reporters, editors and publishers of all the newspapers of record, the cable networks, the wire services, et cetera, 
all of, they have, uh, there's three organizations, Bilderberg Group, Council on Foreign Relations, and the Trilateral Commission, and they've maneuvered their, org, their members into these key reporterships, editorships, and publishers of all of, of dozens and dozens of ostensibly independent media companies. But once you see how they're all um, integrated into these three organizations, you know, I, I can't tell you how many times people have said to me, oh, so you're saying that all of the reporters and the editors are in on it together? And that's how they're, you're saying that they're all lying about COVID. Everybody's lying about COVID. And then you show them one of these charts and they're like, oh, I didn't understand that that was going on. I did not. That was, I, so what I'm doing is I'm making something that was invisible, visible. And because you can see it with your own eyes, it's going to bring you to this deeper understanding. Thanks for tuning in to today's show. If this episode moved you and you're seeking community, courage and clarity to help you take massive action now toward health happiness and freedom we'd like to invite you to join our transformation tribe just go to dianekazer.com or carmenhunterhealth.com and click on truth tribe to join us where you'll be reminded daily that your life has purpose your story has significance your dreams count your voice matters and you were born to make an impact you struggled long enough the war is won your solutions are here. It's time to unlearn the lies, untether the prison bars, and unleash your sovereign soul so you can finally be free. See you in the group, Truth Seekers and Speakers, and remember, your intuition is your light, and truth always wins.